Hemsoth, co-founder and co-editor, and your host for today's episode. Our focus for today will be on tuning high-performance computing systems and all that manual overhead that's traditionally required. Advances in machine learning are removing some of that time-consuming knob tweaking, and that's at least according to Tomer Morad, who is CEO and co-founder of Concierto. His company has been working on the auto-tuning problem, and today we're going to talk about what it takes to develop smarter system optimization, and of course what that means on the back end for, for users who've spent many hours trying to manually twist and turn a lot of knobs. So, hi Tomer, welcome. Hi Nicole, thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, give us some background. Uh, tell us about yourself and, and what led you into wanting to solve this problem, the, the need that you saw. Sure. So uh, my background a little bit, I've, uh, uh, I've studied in the Technion Israel uh, BSc, MSc and PhD in uh, computer architecture. And I've really dealt a lot with uh, research on computer architecture and handling of uh, servers. And um, I think I've noticed that uh, in my research, I saw a lot of papers uh, that dealt with uh, different kinds of improvements of servers. And I would always see the measurements uh, being performed on uh, baseline servers and baseline systems. And it was always a question of um, whether these improvements uh, are real or they would uh, disappear on uh, optimized uh, systems. So this was always kind of in the back of uh, my mind. Um, and uh, eventually this led me to start uh, this company to help uh, solve this problem. Okay, uh, makes sense. I mean, what does it look like at most of the, especially HPC shops that you've interacted with? You know, what kind of time investment is often pumped into all this knob tuning. Of course, there's there's all kinds of things that you can you can optimize and tweak, right? There's everything from the off-the-shelf uh, CPU settings down to very application-specific things. So what's generally involved here, and, and what are some of the most crucial areas uh, for optimization? Sure. So, um, well, first of all, every, every uh, HPC shop is different from the other. Uh, but the thing is that uh, today's systems are very complex and they have a lot of uh, tuning uh, parameters, tunable parameters. And it starts from uh, the CPU, it can be in the firmware, it can be in the operating system where you have many, and it can be also in the software stack like uh, the MPI part and uh, databases and things like that. And um, it used to be easy. It used to be that there were only a handful of knobs. Uh, we call them knobs. And uh, a performance engineer would be able to uh, come and uh, optimize, spend a few hours and optimize them. But today, uh, we can see hundreds of tunable uh, parameters. And uh, performance engineers, they really have to uh, choose their battles and to spend their time wisely. And uh, it all comes down to uh, what the performance engineer uh, thinks will be more influential on the current workload and the knowledge of that uh, performance engineer. Um, if, uh, if this engineer knows a lot about CPU, um, uh, there might be more optimization of the CPU. Uh, if this engineer is, you know, more uh, acquainted with uh, operating systems, you will see operating systems and you will see software. But 
uh, it will be very, very rare to see a full system optimization on all of the available tunables because it's just uh, it's just too uh, too many. And many times we see, um, I mean, not only in HPC but in other companies. Uh, that um, uh, many of these uh, tunable parameters are just left at their uh, default settings uh, because there's, there's simply not enough time to tune it and there's not enough expertise to know uh, of their effects. Right, that makes sense. Uh, the big question here that I certainly have and I'm, I'm sure readers and listeners would have is how you can possibly generalize uh, enough, especially we were just talking about how specific everything is in HPC and elsewhere. But how do you generalize uh, enough to build a platform that can broadly decide what works best for specific applications or use cases? I mean that that seems like a Herculean task. So um, at the heart of the of um, our tools is basically the understanding that uh, we cannot uh, we cannot really generalize. Uh, so uh, the tools take an experimental approach. Uh, at the very essence, uh, we attempt uh, some kind of configuration uh, from all of the available uh, tunables, and we see the result. And if the result is good, uh, then we take this path and try to refine it. Uh, and if it's not performing well, well, we try something else. So it's like a, a reinforcement uh, learning um, uh, algorithm uh, that we apply. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and so so what is it? So it kind of says, okay, for the CPU, here are a bunch of different things that we can try, and here's the best of all worlds for the CPU. Now moving on to the OS, there's there's this. What does it kind of look like in terms of a, a, a broader software package uh, standpoint? So for a broader product uh, package, uh, basically uh, the tools uh, provide the, the, the AI part, the, the machine learning part, and uh, they have a configuration files where users can specify uh, what exactly uh, they want to tune, and they can specify even uh, new tunables that we had no idea about that only exist within the customer's uh, servers. Uh, so again, at the very basic uh, level, uh, the tools do not know and do not care what these uh, tunables do. All they need to know is that they can be tuned. And uh, they just attempt different configurations and try to find some sense uh, directly from the results. Mm -hmm. how, how often then does the software iterate on new information about what an optimal configuration is? Like, is this something that is completely automatic? Can a user say, I really want to tweak just the CPU and I want to go through this and, and really get it absolutely perfect? You know, to what extent can you control something like this? So in terms of the software, the user can control it. The user can specify exactly uh, what, should be, uh, what should be tweaked. And of course, if there is advanced knowledge of what would be influential, then it will help with the convergence uh, of the tool uh, so so uh, so that's easy but uh, we have seen in many cases uh, numerous cases where the intuition of the performance engineers did not match 
uh, the reality. The, mm-hmm. There were surprises. There were things like uh, um, performance cliffs where you you think you are advancing in some direction and all of a sudden you change something uh, uh, very mildly and you see a very uh, big drop or very big hike uh, in performance. And, and these are the kinds of things that uh, software uh, can be good at and even uh, better uh, than a human operator. Mm-hmm. Is this, is this something that's targeted at actual performance engineers uh, for them to use because they're experienced with this? Or is this something that just general system administrators uh, at all levels can adopt? So uh, at this stage of, uh, at this stage of the product uh, that it, it has just been uh, launched, uh, we are targeting the more professional uh, performance engineers who will know how to get the maximum out of the tool. Obviously, as uh, the product evolves and matures, it will be easier to use uh, also for um, IT professionals uh, that don't have a lot of knowledge uh, in the tunables and in the system, and they will just be able to run it and see whether they get uh, better results uh, mm-hmm. or not. And that, that translates as, as soon as there are no more performance engineers left. <laughs> right? uh-huh. when you... there, there will always be performance <laughs> engineers because mm-hmm. software will not be able to, uh, our tools at least, will not be able to solve all of the issues. Actually, um, uh, I think that it frees up performance engineers to deal with the more influential aspects uh, of performance and not with uh, tweaking some small, uh, uh, not small, but some uh, values uh, of tunable parameters. That's actually not uh, not too much. It's not too interesting to uh, to tweak to tweak values. It's much more interesting to deal with the architecture uh, of the systems, and that's actually where you ha- you can get a lot of gains. And that's where you need uh, the brain power of the performance engineers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these, these auto-tuning packages, I, I know I talked to a company, uh, I think they were called SIGOPT, and, and what they do is work with hyperparameter tuning for deep learning, machine learning systems, and that's a highly custom thing depending on how complex and multi-layered and, and data-rich a neural network is, for instance. And you know, we had kind of a touchy conversation about what the limitations are of auto-tuning something that is highly complex and specific. I know we already kind of touched on this before, but I mean, honestly, you know, what are, what are the limitations? You brought up some of that when you said performance engineers can turn their focus to more architecture specific uh, problems, but you know, what's sort of the next frontier that, that if you had unlimited R&D funds to pursue uh, the next set of problems, where would you go? Well, well we, we... We currently have a lot of challenges, uh, even just understanding the current systems and knowing about all of the tunable parameters uh, that are there. I mean, if if you're not an expert in uh, CPUs, you wouldn't even know that you can turn on or off uh, the last level cache uh, prefetching and uh, other things that uh, can be done in CPUs. And uh, the same goes true also for other components. Uh, For example, in MPI, there are a lot of tunable parameters. If you look at databases, that's a whole uh, big world of of tunable parameters. And, you know, there are people that this is their career, they're DBAs, and they know how to tune the parameters. So just 
in this vector we have uh, we have a lot of challenges. Mm -hmm. um, give us a sense of like before and after. I mean, you've you've done obviously some some benchmarking. I, I can uh, link to some of that for our readers. But you know, what what did something that you've worked with say look like before and with just taking the software as it was and applying it? What what did what results did you get? Sure. So. Um... The, the thing is with this kind of software it uh, resembles um, it resembles file compression and in file compression you don't really know what you will get it depends on the file and here also it really depends uh, on the application you're running and it depends on the platform you're running um, but that said uh, we have been able uh, to see anywhere between uh, 0% uh, to 3x uh, of improvement in, uh, in all kinds of uh, workloads. Uh, we've recently um, uh, made available a solution brief uh, that we have done together with uh, Mellanox. And in this uh, use case, um, we were able to get 80% improvement uh, over baseline. Uh, when we try to optimize for network bandwidth in a specific use case. So uh, you, can, you can get significant improvements uh, with this kind of software. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you say too, you know, 0% to 3x, that's a huge range, obviously. Um, where do the use cases tend to collect on the 0%? Like when does this really just not pay off, be it for an application or system type or... I think that um, the the zero percent. Uh, I think it was um, highly optimized, very and simple code uh, that was already uh, um, tuned by the chip operators, chip, chip providers, and then you see that they did a very good job. Uh, but when you start having some more complex code, uh, then you also have the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Is there a particular architecture that is especially uh, open to being improved with this more automated approach? Uh, so currently we, we support Intel-based uh, CPUs and we are looking at other architectures uh, as well. Um, the thing is that the more tunables that we have, the more opportunity uh, that we'll be able to get with uh, um, with optimizing systems. Obviously, when you look at, um, uh, at, uh, at Intel architectures, they have been around for quite some time and there's been a lot of work uh, in optimizing them. And uh, if you look at other emerging architectures, uh, I think there is also a lot of opportunity there for improvement. Mm -hmm. Could something like this ever work on, say, GPUs uh, or, or other accelerators for that matter? Or does that just introduce a whole new unfathomable level of complexity? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It can, it can uh, certainly, we haven't done it, but it can certainly work on GPUs. GPUs today are very complex and they're as complex as, uh, as CPUs and they have uh, tunable parameters as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, and of course we'll have AMD architectures and and so on this year. So so and not to mention ARM. So so you're looking at extending this to everything, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're looking at extending it to more and more architectures. Mm -hmm. 
So what's on the horizon then for your company and the rest of 2018? What, what can we look out for in terms of maybe uh, interesting benchmarks or use cases? So uh, what we have uh, released now is a product that helps performance engineers um, optimize systems for a particular use case. Uh, they would run this use case using uh, our tool and at the end they would get a grocery list of settings that they would need to set on the systems to maximize the performance for that use case. So that's really a static um, uh, optimization tool. Uh, what we have currently in beta that we're working on is a dynamic tool. This means that you can install this uh, dynamic tool, we call it Optimizer Runtime. You install it on a production system and it continuously monitors whatever is running uh, on the system identifies the different phases of execution and then applies the best settings for each phase uh, separately. And then you can also um, get the, uh, the advantage of uh, optimizing uh, each phase separately and not only for the average phase that you would get when you optimize uh, statically. So we're working a lot also on this uh, product. Obviously, it's much more complex than uh, static tuning. Uh, we can see already uh, very promising results, uh, but it's not it, it's not ready yet uh, for for the market. We're working on it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, mm -hmm. how, by the way, how is something like this price? Is this like a subscription thing? I, I'm sure you don't tailor it to the size of the system, or maybe you do. Uh, how, how do you price something like this? So um, uh, we we price it as a uh, as an annual subscription. So uh, the um, Optimizer Studio, our tool for performance engineers, is uh, priced uh, per user. And the uh, runtime version, which is a dynamic tool, is priced per device that you run it on. Okay, makes sense. Well, Tomer Morad from Concierto, thank you very much for explaining to us today how you can uh, build on uh, what performance engineers do already <laughs> before yeah. you replace them. No, we're not replacing anybody. I, know. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But thanks a lot for being on today. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.